0: Onto the science fiction story number one. The request for the end, written by Weirdo Five Two Five Five. Everyone ready? Asked Weck as he held his pulse rifle up and let the capacitor charge. The weapons hum filled the back of the small tactical military transport as they moved through the space station's atmosphere. We're going to go up against humans, right? Asked Milnet, one of the newer members of the tactical assault team. Weck shifted his skin blue in confirmation. We are... The same species that spearheaded the Rohan Liberation Invasion, he asked tentatively. Several of the other members of the assault team who had been calmly checking their weapons and going over the details of the planned operation looked up, frowning. You had bothered to check the species listing for this assignment, instead of choosing to go over the details of fortifications and armament that might be present during the assault. They are the ones who own this establishment, yes. That is why we broke out the heavy armaments." Weck gestured with a claw back towards the aft of the compartment. The single Rohan, when the company, was seated, a massive kinetic weapon they favoured as a species hanging under his torso, held aloft by two massive manipulating appendages. The Rohan gargled acknowledgement. You are right to be scared, Newling. The Rohan fell silent for a moment, apparently collecting his thoughts. I was in the camps when the humans broke through the fortifications and freed me and my own. They are terrifying creatures. Some are strong, some are fast, some are intelligent, some are less so. He hefted his weapon up. They're all insane, though, in a way that is perhaps unique to their species. It is something that cannot be easily described. Suffice to say that their insanity, more than anything else, allows them to succeed where so many others fail. Reaching up. With a smaller appendage, the Rohan pulled something hanging from a chain out from under his armor, showing it to Nolmet. The young alien leaned forward, looking at it curious. Crudely welded to one link of the chain was an odd piece of metal with two small pieces of glass or some other transparent material on it. Nolmet would have said there was some piece of art, a sculpture, perhaps, were it not for the fact. That it was well worn, like the butt of a rifle, of Wack and several of the other older members of the tactical group that was object had suffered stress. What is it? asked Nolnet, are still looking at the sculpture. A human insanity, some are born deformed with the imperfect sight, rather than remain behind when fighting, though these deformed humans place these over their eyes, optically compensating for a weakness, so that they might fight along with whom are not deformed. Nornet frowned. What happens if they lose them? They cannot see, but still they will fight just as bravely. I was given these as a child when a human warrior died in front of me. Young and having lived in the camps my entire life, these glasses were the first clear thing I had ever seen. I plucked them from the face of the dead human and his companions told me to keep them. Apparently, my fascination with them was endearing to them. Nornet looked at the Rohan. The warriors didn't care you looted the body of a comrade. The Rohan swung his arms and the heavy weapon that he was holding. I was young, and even the warrior humans have a parental instinct. They did not see the curiosity of a child, even an alien one, as a disgrace to the fallen comrade. Like I said, they are strange. Which is the only thing that can explain the reports that came several hours ago, growled Wack. We didn't want to release it when the mission tactical reports, but we have visuals of what they're doing in their compound. He looked around at his men for a moment. You've all heard the stories about what humans can do. Still, even with their prowess, we cannot let an injustice continued. They waved his hand as the side of the transporter several images quickly flashed onto the screen. This is the entrance to the compound. They have apparently tried to disguise the operation inside of the business district. A confused Gunwell, looking for a breeding shop, mistakenly stumbled across the operation. He did manage to capture an image with his optics. Weck moved through the images more quickly, and the view slowly and choppily jumped forwards towards the entrance of the ship. When the reflection of a gunwale informed the visible in the reflection of the glass in front of the operation, it also became apparent to Nulnit what was going on inside the human establishment. Figures which looked human were strapped into operating tables. Around them, on hundreds of displays, were vicious and disturbing images. On tables and other surfaces, needles and vials of hundreds of varieties were stored. The humans, in chairs, restrained or unable to move, were clearly in pain as the other humans over them were sticking needles and instruments of pain into them. "'We've consulted other medical experts. They confirmed that whatever it is, it's not a human medical procedure,' said Wack. It took the members of the tactical squad several moments to collect themselves. "'They're doing this to themselves?' asked Mulnet, horrified. "'They are,' confirmed Wack. "'Humans are insane, and not always the good kind,' grumbled the Rohan." The transport shook and Nurnet felt a slow and the engines rotate, killing the forward velocity. He swallowed nervously and checked his weapon. The capacitor was charged and his claws were sharp. He had sharpened them yesterday in preparation for his first week with the tactical unit. Still, he hadn't expected that he would be facing humans on the first day. The ronin on the larger species on the Union feared them. The tilk, widely considered the most intelligent species in the quadrant, lauded their scientific efforts. The men praised their art, and Nilnit's own species respected them for the absolute loyalty to one another. The humans could do no wrong, but still Nilnit knew that within every species there were those who were evil. To lump the entirety of a species together was foolish. The idea of insanely dangerous humans deriving pleasure from the torture of their own species, it was a frightening thought. What they could do to other species. Nulnit didn't even want to consider that. We're going into a heavy civilian population area. Support teams are on standby several blocks away, but they'll be under radio silence. Humans can see most ambushes coming, so we're going to be performing an aerial drop, said Weck. Nell net looked up stunned inside a station sir asked the young man he had trained to jump but that had been only something he'd ever done planet side the airspace inside most stations was so limited that no one considered performing them inside a station it's only way to tactical analysis believes that we'll be able to retain any amount of surprise turning weck picked up an anti-gravity belt of the rack and strapped it over his chest Sinking it into place and wincing as it tightened constrictly on him slightly Trying to allay his own fears, Mulnet grabbed his own anti-gravity belt and strapped it over his armor He barely felt the pain as it tightened down The Rohan muttered several curses under his breath The humans also have an uncanny ability to inspire insanity in others Everyone up, said Wick The team quickly got to their feet, tentacles, and, in the case of men, agent dexterous feathers. We are not looking for starting a firefight in a population center. Do not fire unless provoked, shouted Weck as he hit the cargo door release. There was no familiar whooping sound of air and slid open, which only made the experience all the more odd. Jumps were usually performed at heights where the atmosphere clawed at those and tore at anything inside the cabin of the ship. Two second intervals, said Wack, as he strode forward, leveling his weapon and glancing back at the other members of the tactical squad, and fell off the back of the ship. The Rohan moved behind him to go second. Follow me, uning, growled the larger creature as he stepped out into the edge, glancing back at Nilnet. Eyes widening and skin turning purple in distress and thanks to Nolnet glanced to the other members of the tactical squad and feeling like a fool and a hero at the same time, stepped forwards towards the Rohan. Looking down at the streets of the station barely 200 meters below, Nolnet braced himself and jumped. The air rushed past him as he flinched away from it even as his belt began to slow his fall. The humans had been the ones to introduce the tactic that they now used and there was an emphasis on how insane they were as a species. They had apparently been doing this long before the discovery of anti-gravity, using folded cloth to slow their falls. Nolnet winced as he slowly allied with the road in front of him and torture establishment. Rushing forwards, swallowing the Rohan, Nolnet looked and the humans of the establishment. Freeze! he shouted. The human who was wielding the torture device dropped it and quickly raised his hands. Whoa! He shouted. Lunging forward, Nulnit slammed the butt of his gun into the human's chest, intending on knocking him down to the ground where he could more easily be restrained. Instead, Nulnit impacted a solid mass so there was the human and he felt his bones shake. The human looked down at him, bemused expression on his face. Down! Nulnit shouted. Down! got it! Slowly, the human knelt down on the ground and laying on his stomach, laced his fingers behind his head. Pouncing on him, Nilnet quickly threaded the restraints over the human's upper and lower limbs. They were designed to restrain creatures even more brutish than the humans and were not likely to break. Turning to the bench where the other human was being tortured, Nilnet blinked, surprised that the restraints were already undone. Had the human broken them? "'You forget to pay your electric bulb, John,' asked the human as he stood up, addressing the human who'd been torturing it. "'I have no idea.' said the human on the floor. Nulnet looked between the two for a moment, his eyes flicking back and forth. "'What?' he asked. "'You restrained him,' asked Wep, stepping back from the door of the establishment. "'He didn't fight!' Weck frowned and leaned down, slamming his gun onto the back of the restrained human. "'Hey!' shouted the one who had been on the torture chamber. He reached out and almost casually tossed Weck to the side. "'Henry!' The torture victim pushed Weck aside. ''What the hell?'' asked the human. Weck blinked and raised his weapon, pointing at it somewhat hesitantly at the human. ''He can no longer hurt you. No need for you to defend him,'' said Weck. The human victims obstrewed together. ''Hurt me? This?'' said Weck as he pointed the pile of equipment on the trays next to the torture chamber. The human looked at Weck for a moment and then at the torture instruments. ''What?'' ''Well, this is going to be fun.'' muttered the human on the ground. Shut up! shouted Weck. I've asked him to poke me with the needles. It's a human custom. Nolnet watched the human pull up his sleeve of his clothing and pointed at the discoloration on his skin. They're tattoos, pieces of art that we place on our skin, said the victim. Weck looked at the discoloration wore a moment and then back at the human on the ground. Henry is an artist, or he likes to think that he is at least. Truth be told, the only torture he fixes is prices. No more loyal customer discount for you, muttered the human on the ground. Nulnet looked down at him and then, leaning forwards, looked at the discoloration on the human's limb. It looked like the human woman, although she wasn't wearing clothing and her proportions seemed odd in some areas. The chest, in particular, was larger than anything Nulnet had seen on humans. He's not torturing you, asked Wex slowly. "'No, it was like hell, but I paid him to do it,' said the human. Nolnet glanced at his superior and then down at the human on the ground. "'We're still going to need to take you in. The embassy will confirm this,' Nolnet asked. The human on the floor chuckled. "'Ask the ambassador to show you his ass. It wasn't the best canvas, but I still think it's one of my better works.' Nolnet opened his mouth to say something, but then snapped it shut. He was only really sure of what response was appropriate for that, or how he was supposed to diplomatically make such a request. End of story. And that, my friends, concludes this dose of science fiction fun. I hope that you enjoyed. And if you did, please don't forget to support the author from the link down below. But if you want to support this channel, there are links as well down below for you to help with, but the easiest way would be to share this video, and if you are so inclined, subscribe as well. I will see you all in the next episode, and I hope that you all have a fantastic time until then. Cheers.